There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Time for another edition of what's this show called again? Pepperoncini. You mean pepperoncini? Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. It's not sponsored. Who cares? <laughs> <clears throat> and we I love that we saved us about two and a half minutes on our uh, yeah. record time. And uh, the um, sound story folks are out there. So always like people being prompt. Yep, I just told them to sit in the lobby, watch the videos, and your running video was on. Oh, I said, that's the guy yeah. who's going to come and get you in a little while. Yeah, so. that's really depressing is people will point it out sometimes. They go, oh, man, I'm wearing like a tube sock as a headband. <laughs> Jeez, I'm wearing a Manscaped shirt. Yeah, and then wait till the uh, wait till the uh, golf video comes out. That'll be a 30-minute up there. We put that thing up there. Oh, yeah, well, that's good for them. They can run on that'll a be constant a, that'll loop. That'll be a sh- short story. Uh, all right, we're going to get through this. We thought we'd do a, uh, an emergency one because we talked about the trip, and the trip was tremendous. Yeah, it sucks being back. That's the problem with these trips. Yeah, that's when you get out of the airport and you hit that cold weather hits you. It's like, ah, got to put the leather jacket back on. But the trip was great, and we recapped that on the show. But we wanted to talk about is our layover in Charlotte. And I've been through there five times coming from Jamaica, and it's never been like this. What would you say, Plowsy, it took us from the time we got off the plane to get through immigration and customs? An hour? Hour, hour ten and minutes? Hour, at least, it's, oh, it was over an hour. Dude, like, we made it with about two minutes to spare in terms of our actual quote-unquote departure time. Now, they close, the, they, they close it like five minutes before to get everything settled in, make sure the luggage gets all loaded in, and then they do their final checks and take off. Yeah, we were there an hour, and we were kind of lucky. If we would have, if I would have taken a piss like right after we landed, right before, I, I would have missed the flight. Like that's how close it is, and that's how close we were to where if you would have been five or six minutes behind where we were in that switchbacks in Charlotte, you're definitely not making that plane. We barely made it, and we had to talk talk the lady into letting us on, and then she got pissed, so she made me and Madison check our bags. I thought those bags we'd never see again. So, yeah, it was uh, probably as close as you could probably cut it. We had an hour and 20-minute layover, and we barely made the flight. Now, there's some things that they do that I don't get why you have to do it. I mean, like I said, I've been through that airport five times coming back from Jamaica, and I've never I've never gone through that. <clears throat> so maybe this is something that's changed since the last time I went to Jamaica. I don't know. But you get there, you go through, and you get to customs, and it is a winding line of 20 ropes 
And there must have been 300 people. And there must have had five flights come in at the same time because we got there and it was, oh, my God. And you go through the ropes and they have like seven agents working for all these people. Oh, I'd, I would be surprised there were seven agents. They I think there were there seven. Were two or three of them that were doing the passport thing. No, I think there were seven there because there were, you saw the ones in front, but then they had a couple in the back of the, so I think there were seven, but still seven. I mean, they had about 30, they had 30 teller windows there. They could have had people working. They know how many people are coming through. They should, okay, we got five flights coming. We got to do this. But anyway, when you finally get there, they look at your passport. <clears throat> Anything to declare? Nope. Go ahead. That's all. That's basically what they did when you took your flight out of Jamaica. You have to go through security there. They check your bag, anything to declare. They, uh, they check your bag. They check your passport. You get on the plane. Now, we've done nothing since we got in Jamaica. We go through custom or we go through immigration and uh, security, and then you go in your waiting area. What could you have possibly gotten that's illegal to put in your bag by the time you got on your plane and got to Charlotte. They do the same thing they did in Jamaica. There's no reason that an American should have that much trouble getting back into your own country. Yeah, I mean, it's really just to justify people's jobs and the space that they put in the airports. You really didn't need to do any of the, certainly the switchbacks we did right before we went on the plane. There, nothing could have been more pointless. I mean, you could have had workers walking around that switchback and just looking at p passports, comparing them to the face, and you could have slid 50 to 100 people every 10 minutes instead of waiting in line like pigs to slaughter just so an old guy can look at your passport and go, yeah, you're good. So I, I don't like pointless steps, monotonous routines that make very little sense. That, that one was absolutely pointless. And if I would have missed my flight, I would have been even more angry that's why I missed it, because some dude that was 65 years old needed to look at my my credentials for a third or fourth time on a what was a five-hour total journey. Now, I'm sure somebody's going to tell me a very easy explanation of why you do it. If you can, fine. If you listen to the podcast and you want to post something on why they do it, but you can't get on a plane on in Jamaica without a passport. So they're checking your passport to see if you have a passport to get in. Well, I couldn't get on a plane in Jamaica without the passport. So why are you checking again? You think somebody in Jamaica, and Doug brought up a point. He said, well, maybe they think there's some shady people in Jamaica that just say, go ahead, go ahead, go through it. We don't, we don't need your passport. I, you, you're not making up a whole immigration system because somebody in Jamaica may let you on a plane. Uh, I don't get it. But that's just the first part of it. Then you get through there. Then you got to go through security again. Which you've already gone through security in Jamaica. Now you got to go through it again. And all I had was a bag. I put that with my coat. And the scary thing was take off my shoes, take off my jacket, put my bag and then my carry-on on there. And uh, the guy says, anything in your pockets? I said, my wallet. He said, put that up there. I said, you put my wallet there? I mean, well, like an idiot, I didn't put it at the bottom. I just put it on top of my coat because I was in a hurry. I put it on top of the coat and go through the thing. Guy says, you got anything in your pocket? I said, a couple of aspirin. All right, take them out. So I take them out, and the lady goes, okay, put your hands up. Go, then I go through the thing, and guy's got the metal detector. He's going through. He goes, I got my hands. He goes, open your palms. I said, I got aspirin in my pocket, in my hands. So I put those in my pocket. So he goes, what would you just put in your pocket, sir? 
I said, two aspirins. You told me to take them out of my pocket. Now you you told me to show me my palms. I got to put them back in. Can I see those? Oh, my God. So he picks them up. He looks at me. He goes, okay. Well, I don't want them now. You just put them in your hand. I'm not going to take them. Right, crack rocks. You keep them. Oh, my God. And then I, I grabbed the stuff, and I, I was scared to death because 15 people have already gone by me, and my wallet is sitting there on top of my jacket. I've probably got $300 in there, my credit card. Everything is in there. And I said, oh, it's still there. I'm running, and these people are going by. I said, oh, somebody's going to just walk by and grab the wallet, leave. So I can do that, and I don't even put my shoes on. We've got like five minutes to get to the plane, and we gotta now we got to go all the way through the thing to gate four, and I'm, I'm going with no shoes on. And we mar- barely made it. I go into the plane with no shoes on. I'm pissed. I throw my shoes onto my seat. Then I get in the seat, and the guy goes, and I'm just relaxing before we get on. And there's, I have my water with me. I take a sip of water. I put it in the thing in front of me. He goes, guy, guy in the aisle next to me goes, I think that's my water. I beg your pardon? I think that's my water. I said, why would your water be here? You're sitting over there. He goes, well, I put it there. Why would you put it there? You're not sitting here. And it's my water. He goes, well, I think you drank my water. I said, dude, do you really think I'd drink out of some stranger's water that's sitting in front of me? Now we're getting off to a grad. I just went through this. Now I'm putting up with this idiot who had just constantly coughed and sneezed. And he didn't do it in his lap. He looked right toward me and, oh, shoo. Oh, See, this, this is, is going to be fun. Why? This is why me and Madison and Doug always gives us grief about the Montana driving. But I just, I can't deal with, and f- everybody thinks of, oh, you're flying. It's only a two-hour flight. Dude, the process of before and after a flight makes it just non-negotiable for me. If I am not traveling outside of the country, I am not flying anymore. I'm done with it. It's a racket. It's baloney. It's it's a scam. We've been flying commercial for, what, 50 or 60 years? It's gotten worse in terms of getting people from point A to point B, losing luggage, just price-gouging central. It's a monopoly. Now look, I'm not I'm not poo-pooing our trip because I think we've all said it was a tremendous trip. Jesse did a great job getting us there, all the stuff she did while we were there, setting everything up for us. The trip was amazing. And we all knew, I, I said, we're going to have a great time when we get there. The reason I didn't want to go is for the reason I just told you, because I knew what you have to go through to change flights, immigration, customs, passport, all of that stuff. I knew what we had to go through, and it's exactly what happened. So for a three-and-a-half-day trip, to go through that crap a lot of times is not worth the trip itself. But the trip was great. The trip trip was great when we got there. It was fabulous. I just know what you go through with uh, getting back into the country. So there we go. We got our, that, was, that was the emergency one. We had to get that out of there. Change the laws. Get to your own country. Have people stand there. Flash a passport and go, 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 go. Not standing in line and doing something that you shouldn't have to do. It's stupid. And aspirin isn't against the law to bring on the plane. Don't act like I'm some drug smuggler. What are those? Give them to me. Give them to me. Look at them and say, here, I'm not taking them back. They've been in your gross hand. You take them, idiot. All right, we're done. All right, and that's it for a while. Thanks, Charlotte. Yeah, we got to get out of here. We got to... A lot of sponsors to get to before we get to the Yeah, we got to name off our 20 sponsors. Uh, so get actually, paid none. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, thanks uh, to listening to the emergency press conference. And if you know why we have to go through all this crap when we get back in the country, please leave a comment. Let us know. All right, we'll be back at it again uh, eh, a couple months from now. You never know. 
Plowsy, Iggy, Pepper and Janie, Hubbard Radio, TMA, STLC.